Well, good evening, uh, Elaine and Lynn, uh, uh, thank you for being with me tonight, and uh, Ray, um, I don't know if you need to wait a little bit or we can start, I'm glad you're here, Shalom. Would you like to wait or we can, uh, uh, we can start, uh, we have a very important class to, to continue tonight. And um, do you have any questions for me from last time? By the way, uh, what about the noise? Do, do you hear me well, or do, should I push my camera a little farther away? Here, I'm pushing my camera a little farther away. Okay. Sounds good. Well, uh, let me ask you a... Uh, Okay, now, so uh, if you have any problem hearing me during the class, please let me know. So maybe sometime I, I move too forward, too much forward, maybe to the camera, or maybe I need to push the camera to the side. So please let me know. So if there is a problem, uh, let me know. So here we are um, in the continue the class. So, talking about the Bilam. And um, we, uh, we, 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 all, we already learned about two, two views of Bilam. He observed Israel from from the uh, procreation level, which is the Bamot, Bamot Baal, or fertility. Then he climbed to a higher level, to the level of faith. This is a scout field, and he, he saw Israel uh, from, from that level. Uh, and, and we learned last week, this is, we dwell on that last week, and we saw how uh, how uh, he, he praised Israel. He find that uh, these people are not just locust and oxen, as uh, Balak described, but they really you hear Rosh Hashanah there. You hear they accept the Hashem on the Shema every day. Uh, this very section actually was incorporated one time in the Shema as we spoke last time. So that. Well, that level of prophecy, he focuses on Israel's faith, and he say, oh, you know, they're not only the descendants of Israel. That's not enough to be called Israel. It's not enough just to have the genes, uh, but you have to keep the faith. If uh, So you, you're right. Uh, uh, there, uh, I mean, he, he, Hashem actually speaks through his mouth, and Hashem says, they are Israel. Uh, they are not only related to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They are not only keeping uh, physical uh, purity of sexual reproduction and so on, as we talk about, virginity, they circumcise themselves and so on, and they don't have any premarital sex relationship, as, we, as Bilam, Bilam said that. Uh, so they are really related in, to Abraham, although they were in Egypt, they were not molested by the Egyptians, and they are really uh, the descendants of Israel. Uh, 
Now they also keep their faith, Rosh Hashanah, and they accept kinship, Hashem Hashem Elohim, and the Shema and everything. So, and they celebrate one one time a year the Rosh Hashanah. So they, they are Israel. Now, as we learned last time, uh, Balak, the King Balak, is not happy with this. Big King Balak actually wanted to curse them, so here they bless them. So let's read, uh, this is where we stopped last time. And let's read it first, the section. This is now the third and the last section. Uh, I'm not so sure we will finish that class today. We have one more class before we finish the course. So uh, we'll talk today about a very important section of the Shema. Probably... I'm sorry that only a few people are sent, but I'm not sorry because I know that people read it and will have a chance to, to teach it again and again and hear about it. Uh, I, I think that the, 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 topic, the topic we are going to speak today are probably the basis of Noahide movement, what it's all about. And this is why the, 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 the Lubavitcher Rebbe, for instance, and other others um, said that the Noahide need to learn the Seventh Commandment and the Bilam story. Without Bilam story, uh, they're kind of in limbo. They don't exactly, they, they, they don't know where, where to go. Once you learn that, section you understand what I'm talking about. So today is probably one of the most classes, important classes that you will hear uh, in about Noahide movement and that's what I call it the greatest story ever told. That's the kind of name, uh, the story of Bilam. So let's read it. And Balak says to Bilam, neither curse them nor bless them, but Bilam answered and said to Balak, you can open it in the in book, in the Numbers, uh, chapter 24 there, and you can read it with me, or here from the screen. Let's, I, I like first to read it, and then we'll go over the section uh, verse by verse, as we always do. So, a uh, certain, neither curse them nor bless them, go, uh, but, uh, but Bilam said to him, to Balak, did I not tell you, uh, saying that all, all that Hashem will speak that I will, must do? Balak then said to Bilam, come, I pray thee, I will bring you to... Yeah, that's the that's proper section. Come, I pray thee, I, I will bring you to another place where I will please, where, where it will please Elohim that uh, you might curse me then for there. And Balak brought Bilam to the top of the Peor that looks out towards the desert or wilderness. And Bilam said to Balak, Build me here seven altars and prepare me here seven bullocks and seven rams. And Balak did as Bilam had said, and offer the Balak a bullock and a ram on every altar. And Bilam lifted up his eyes and he saw Israel abiding according to his tents. And the spirit of Elohim came upon him and he took up his discourse and said, 
The speech of Bilam, the son of Beor, and the speech of the man whose eyes has been blocked, this or gouged, uh, the speech of him who hears the word of El, who sees the vision of Shaddai falling down, but his eyes are open. We'll discuss this very important verb. How goodly are your tents, O Jacob, and your tabernacles, O Israel, like the winding brooks, like the garden by the riverside, like aloes which Hashem has planted, like cedar trees beside waters. Has brought them out of Egypt. Oh, I think uh, I missed the... Uh, just a second. Oh, I cannot take it out. I'll close my screen. How do I get my screen back? I don't know. Do you hear me? Do you see me? Do you see me still? You see me, but I don't see I don't see myself anymore. Fine. So I don't know how I look like. All right, I uh, I turn my my picture off. Doesn't matter. You hear fine. Okay. No video. Okay, so um, let's go back to that section. Come, I, I pray you, I will bring you to another place. Perhaps I will, it will please Elohim that you might curse me there for there. And Balak brought Bilam to the top of the Peor that looked out towards the desert. And Bilam says to Balak, Build me here seven altars, and prepare me here seven Balaks and seven rams. And Balak did as Bilam had said, and offered the Balak and the ram on every altar. And the Bilam saw that it pleased Hashem to bless Israel. He went not as this at the other time to seek for enchantment, but he set his face towards the wilderness, and Bilam lifted his eyes, and he saw Israel abiding according to its tribe, and the spirit of Elohim came upon him, and he took up his discourse and said, Oh, I think we read it. Uh, the speech of Bilam, the son of Beor, and the speech of a man whose eyes have been blocked, the speech of him who hear the word of El, the speech of of the vision of Shaddai falling down and his eyes are open. A goodly are your tents, O Jacob, and your tabernacle, O Israel, like the winding brooks, like garden by the riverside, like aloes with Hashem it's planted, like cedar trees beside water. He shall pull water out of the buckets, and his seed is plentiful water. And his king shall be higher than Agag, and the kingdom shall be exalted. His kingdom shall be exalted. El brought him out of Egypt. He has like a, a ram horn. He shall eat up his nation, the nations, his enemies, and shall break his bones, their bones, and pierce them through with arrows. Okay. 
He called, she lay down like a lion, and like a great lion, he shall steal them, and we shall steal him up. Bless is he that bless him, that bless you, and curse him, curse is he that curse you. And Balak anger kindled against Balaam, and he smote his hand for, together, and Balak said to Balaam, I called you to curse my enemies, and behold, you have altogether blessed them three times. Therefore now flee to your place. I thought to promote you to great honor, but Hashem has kept you back from honor. And Bilam says to Balak, did I not speak also to you, to your messenger, which you did send to me, saying, if Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the commandment of Hashem to do either good or bad, or my own mind. But what Hashem is telling me, this is what I should say. And now behold, I go to my place. Come, therefore, and I will counsel you what these people do to your people at the end of time, or days. And he took his discourse and he said, The speech of Bilam the son of Beor, and the speech of the man whose eyes has been blocked, the saying of him that he hears the word of hell, he knows the knowledge of the Most High, who sees the vision of Shaddai falling down, but his eyes are open. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but he is not near. There shall arise a star out of Jacob, and a scepter there shall rise out of Israel. And he shall smite the corner of Moab and destroy all the, all the children of Sheth. And Adam shall be his possessions, Seir also his enemies shall be his possession, and Israel shall do validity. And out of Jacob shall come a ruler that shall destroy his, his that uh, remain of the city. And when he saw Amalek, he took up his discourse and said, Amalek was the first of the nations, but his, his later end shall be everlasting perdition. And he saw that of Cain, and he took his discourse saying, Strong is your dwelling place, and you put all your, ne your nest in rock. Nevertheless, kind shall be wasted. And Bilam rose up and returned to his place, and also Balak went to his, on his way. Well, let's now focus on, 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 the, on, the, on the section and read it kind of a little slowly. And uh, any question for me so far? So. So I can answer you through the discourse, through the class. No, okay, so let's go on. Now we start again. So we remember we, we are back to the end. We are back uh, to the end of, uh, uh, thank you. So we are back at the end of the, of the class, of the former class. We start again reading it. We now go to the third, to the third level, PO. So what is the Baal Peor? What is the difference between this view, angle of view, higher angle of view, to the former two ones? And what is so special about it? So let's read it. So Balak said to Bilam, come, I pray you. I will bring you to another place, perhaps it will please the Elohim, that you might curse me from there. 
And Balak brought Bilam to the top of the Peor that looked towards the desert. First, uh, we need to remember, uh, we need to notice that he, he, he speaks, he says, the king now is more realistic. He said, uh, let, in, in the past he used to say, uh, let's see, maybe Hashem, you know, he wants to curse Israel in the name of Hashem. Now he says, it will be pleased Elohim to curse them. So he realized suddenly, Balak realizes with Hashem, he has no, no way, he, he will never win. But if he provoked the name of Elohim, from the judgment point of view, how's judgment? Yeah, he can find some, some trouble with Israel that, that the prophet can sneak in and destroy them. So that's why he's no longer talking about Ashir Hevavke, but Elohim. So Balak is now a, a please, would be pleased if he can just curse them or uh, in the name of Elohim. So Balak took Bilam to the top of the Peor that looked out towards the desert. So, so here I, I put again, having seen Israel from the Baal platform, from the procreation, and then he saw them from, from level of faith, the Shema and, and, and Rosh Hashanah. Now he takes them to the Peor. So what is the difference with the Peor? Peor is, of course, a higher level physically. You can say, you know, it's a, it's a taller mountain. Now we could see Israel came entirely and cursed them. Well, but the rabbi also noticed that uh, Peor is also uh, a name of, a, of, a, of a idol worshipping, of Moabite. And the Peor, in fact, was the ugliest form of idol worshipping ever conceived by human being. Only sick people, sick mind, could worship any idol in that fashion. What is a peor? The word peor in Hebrew, in English it doesn't mean much, but in Hebrew when you say peor, even today, peor is like to open up exposure of a opening uh, which goes into a deep, dark hole. hole. So that's peor. You know, peor is like a... Uh, you look, the, the, uh, the earth open up the mouth and you look down to, to hell or to any, any dark, any dark cavity, ugly cavity. That's, that's the peor. So which means, uh, actually the rabbi described the worshiping of the peor, actually defecation, defecating, uh, turn back and defecating in front of that idol. So, and doing some other things. So you can can you imagine such such a such an ugly worshiping uh, uh, that uh, uh, that men can conceive? So I don't want to to expand on that. There's a funny story about it, uh, but uh, this is the peor. Now the the prophet goes up to the peor to look to Israel from the peor because why? It means, as the rabbi explained it, from the peor, now, now he is now very much impressed with Israel. Because when you, when you stand on the height of the peor and you look at Israel, of course Israel looks even, even better than ever before. Even Bilam, even Bilam who actually hates Israel also, he seeks himself to destroy Israel, as we mentioned earlier. 
So even Bilam is now um, pleased with Israel. So let's see how it's reflected in the verses. So Bilam says to Balak, Build me here seven altars and prepare me here seven Balaks in seven terrains. And Balak did it, Bilam had said, and offered him a Balak and a ram on every altar. Like before, they prepare for the, for the prophecy by, 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 by mentioning Noah, the, the Noah seven commandment, as we already said. The, the king stand there. I am. I am Noahide. I am. I am here to. I am defending from the faith, uh, uh, and I need protection from you, Hashem, against these people. Of course, it's only a facade. Uh, he is a. He is a worshiper. In reality, he is a worshiper of the Peor. Yet here, stand here on the, on, on the altar as if he is a righteous man. Present himself, but this is the this is what Bilam told him to do, in order to even be considered uh, as a as a as a as a as a, uh, as a reliable, reliable or any 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 validity in the eyes of Hashem, he needs to to go back and say, well, I'm now I remember Noah, so this gives him some validity. Now let's see what the verse says more. Says verse continue, and when Bilam saw that if it pleased Hashem to bless Israel, he went not as the other time to seek for enchantment, but he set his face toward the wilderness. So this time, Bilam changes tragedy. Uh, instead, in the past, he used to act like a, like a donkey. Remember, uh, he, he was Hashem put like bridle in his mouth, and Hashem put word in his mouth, and he has to speak them whatever he thought in his heart. The word we, we, we heard earlier, the praising word, actually were not word of Bilam, they were word of Hashem, in the mouth of Bilam. But now everything is changed, because when he stands by the Peor, he is so impressed with Israel, so there is no need to put, uh, there is actually no need to put uh, words uh, uh, in his mouth, Hashem actually knows that he's going to say the truth, uh, and because he's very impressed. So now, remember, whatever he says here now on is his own truth, and his own truth concur with the truth of Hashem. There is no no clash here. There is no need to put a bridle in his mouth. So whatever we're going to read is a sheer truth that Moses later on put a stamp on it, and that's what incorporated in the Torah. So remember, everything we're going to say now is a sheer truth. There's no contention. Even Bilam understands that uh, this is what he has to say when he sees Israel. So Bilam now, when he's seeing Israel in the entire camp, and Bilam lifted up his eyes and he saw Israel abiding according to his tri uh, tribe. And the spirit of Elohim came upon him and he took up his discourse and said, So now he's seeing the entire camp of Israel, not just a, a piece here and a piece there. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't uh, examine them anymore from, from procreation or, or a little uh, certain level, but the entire 
future of Israel, entire camp of Israel is now observing. Uh, so he see, he says, he also look not only through the camp, he also see the future. And he says now, the speech of Bilam, the son of Beor, this is what he saw, he pressed by seeing Israel. The speech of Bilam, the son of Beor, the speech of the man whose eyes have been blocked, the speech of him who heard the word of El, will see the vision of Shaddai falling down, but his eyes are open. So what, what is he saying here? Why, why is this introduction? What does it mean? So let's read it carefully, see what, what Bilam is saying. He's saying something that many, many prophets never see, never say. The only, the only prophet that said before him that he has a vision uh, is actually Abraham. Abraham, if you remember, when he saw, when he saw let's say, uh, he saw the, the, exit, the, the, the uh, enslavement of Israel in Egypt, it was like 400 years before, before it happened. Uh, so he had a vision, the Torah says there that uh, Abraham fell and he had a vision, machazeh in Hebrew. And here Bilam used the same, the same word, machazeh which actually pushed him, as Ibn Ezra says, he pushed him back to, 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 to Abraham. So, so this is, uh, he, he not only, he, not only he, he has a word, a vision is higher than prophecy. Prophecy, as we've mentioned many times, the word Navi is speaking. You speak by mouth. But here, he's not only speaking by mouth, but he sees his vision. He has a clear vision. And sometimes, uh, one picture uh, is better than a thousand words. So he has a picture in his eye, which tells him what, what's going to happen. That's a very high level of prophecy, according to the Rambam, also. Not only that, uh, he see he, he speak in the name of another allusion uh, alluding to he alluded to to Abraham because he says uh, the the vision of of El Shaddai. Now remember, Shaddai is re exactly the name that uh, only Hashem appeared only only to Abraham, Isaac, to the patriarch, to the Abraham, Isaac, and uh, Jacob. Hashem says this to Moses. When Moses asked him, what's your name, when you sent me to Pharaoh, so Hashem answered, well, I know, my name is such and such, but I used to be called Shaddai by, by, by Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So Hashem there identify or limit the name of Shaddai to, 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 to his revelation to the patriarch. And, and what does it mean, Shaddai? There are many explanations. But, but really what the, what the Torah or the, the Midrash or Zohar, whatever, the, the, they, they, Shaddai means Shad is, is, is a breast. So the provider. So uh, the vision is in the name of the provider, like the breast, uh, who nourishes the world. That's a beautiful, that you, if you, once we read what it is talking about, you, you can say there is no other name that could have been depicted, attribute of Hashem, that could be depicted for here, 
or picked it up for here to, to our to our revelation, and then that name should die, which means the lava, the, 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 the breast that feeds the world, the nourishes the whole humankind. So that's a, another name of, of Abraham. He mentioned he fall in, if he, he, in his vision, he actually is elevated almost to the level of Abraham. Well, I don't know the way almost. His level is higher like Moses, actually. Uh, and he see vision, and he, uh, and he remember Abraham, and he remember the name of Shaddai. So I put here the different names just to remind you in our classes. So Shaddai is different than the Creator, Elohim, the Judge, the Merciful Hashem, the King, uh, which is Yud Hei Vav and Elohim, the One, the King of the King of the Universe. That's Noah. Noah and Enosh knew that name, King of the Universe. And the Redeemer, Redeemer who took, took us from Sinai, from Egypt, you know, when, he, when Hashem is going to reveal himself on Sinai, or when he did reveal on Sinai, because this story here is after Sinai. So on Sinai, Hashem revealed himself, said, uh, I am Hashem, your Lord, who took you out of Egypt. So this is, I am Redeemer. Uh, but here Shaddai is different. It's a different name. I am the breast. I am provide, nourish the world. It's a different attribute. Which means, actually, the whole thing is going to be related to Abraham and to the blessing of Abraham. Let's recall that. It's a beautiful introduction that uh, Bilam now uh, makes in, before the presentation. And he also said, the speech of Bilam, the son of Beor, the speech of the man whose eyes has been blocked. And here I refer, he mentioned again, the vision that he already had on the first level. When he examined Israel from procreation, remember, we talked about uh, Israel, a circumcised male and virgin and procreation. And he had a vision at that time that he saw Hashem sitting by, as if by looking by a microscope, and observing the semen of, of Israel, boys and girls. And uh, he asked him, uh, and, and, uh, and uh, he hear Hashem saying, as, is, as Hashem is looking to each seed or egg, and, uh, and, and Hashem asking, well, when is the, from which drop a righteous man will arise? And Bilam had the laughter, he says, Hashem, you are the holy of holy. You have nothing else to do, just sitting there in this filthy, uh, filthy job to sit by a seaman and count a, a seed. What, what are you doing there? So because of that laughter, uh, he lost his eye. So now he recalled that name because he still recalled what happened to him, that he lost his eye. That's kind of important here. Uh, the, and he recalled the other vision that he had uh, he called, he remember that the seed, one of such seed that uh, not only in Israel but also in Balak, in this vicious king, uh, anti Samuel king before, before, in front of him, there is a seed uh, of righteous men that Hashem actually was looking for. So how he could put it together and also he remember that daughter that he could, that uh, he's going to rule Israel. So all his vision, all his 
a vision he had before and he heard about are now floating in his mind as he continued to look at Israel and say, now this is Bilam's own words, looking at Israel and they say, how goodly are your tent, O Israel, and your tabernacle, O Israel? Um, like the winding brooks, like garden by the riverside, like arrows which Hashem has planted, like cedar tree beside, beside the water. So, you know, uh, when, when people who don't know Torah read this blessing, and of course, everyone reflects his own mind. So what they see in this world, of course, oh, he's impressed by Israel military, military uh, arrangement. They are not just like an a, a assembly of, of, of people with no name, but they are organized, they have a king, they have officers, and they are ready to attack. This will be non-Jewish explanation of this word. But the, but the rabbis said, no, he's not talking about military tent and tabernacle, but he's talking about what? Um, the tent, this, uh, the tents are, 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 are the, the, uh, the, the school, Torah Academy of Israel, that people sit and learn Torah, from early childhood. These are the tents. The tabernacle are, of course, a synagogue where they pray. How do I know this is true? This is a true ancient rabbinical explanation because actually 2,500 years ago when our prayer Siddur book was printed, uh, written, so they already put the Bilam word, this Bilam word, were, were put in, printed or, or written in the Siddur to be said as you enter the synagogue in the morning. You remember we talked about the Shema last time, so Bilam words were part of the Shema. And Bilam words also now are, are used to, to, to use as a, as a blessing of, of Israel when they, when they, uh, when they enter this, the uh, the, the synagogue in the morning. So obviously this tent are not military tent because if I enter the synagogue in the morning, uh, I don't. I would mention the Israel tent, a military tent. Excuse me, I just kind of say the organizing here is something here. Second. So obviously he's not talking about military camp as other people say, but he is classical. These are classical words uh, for for only one thing, for uh, uh, the uh, synagogue and the academies. So he prays Israel, a synagogue and academy will sit on water. Why, why sitting on water? Because the whole community is now drinking water from or the livelihood from this Torah Academy and the synagogue. So he's, uh, and he, he continue, uh, and he says, that another explanation the rabbi said on this word, he actually talking also on Israel uh, 
tent, residential tent, that they were set up in such a way that no no person could see the other person home from in from through the door through the window. So nobody could could sit in his home and covet his neighbor poverty and, and wife. So no no two tents were open to each other. So Bilam saw that the modesty and the privacy and he praised Israel. So this these three elements of modesty and privacy of a, of not coveting, this is holiness. And the Torah being heard from the synagogue and the Torah academy, so this is what he impressed by Israel. So whereas in the past, if if he, if he say in the past, they, he, he pressed Israel origin and sexual private re, repro, reproduction that's pure, then he, he praised Israel, each person faith, which is an internal environment, if you want, uh, the, the, the milieu, the, uh, my, my spiritual milieu is my faith, which may affect my genes somehow. But now he go out and, and, and he prays now on a, in a third level, the community. The community is pure. And, and, and modest and, 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 and private, as opposed to the Peor, of course. So from the, from the, from the height of the Peor, uh, of the, of the Canaanite or Moabite Peor, when, when, they, when you see their community, and they compare it to Israel community here, it says how great you are. So here we, here we are, we have the two, the three classical level that uh, that uh, Bilam now see he has seen he has seen the foundation there is a big tree the big tree of Israel uh, there is a tree that uh, its roots are in Abraham Isaac and Jacob in the genes in the procreation and it's it's being nourished by by nourished because it's Shaddai so it's being nourished by 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 faith that give you internal strength and is supported by this community. And so this combination of environment, genes and faith make Israel special. To do what? What to achieve? So so this is what what now Bilam is looking for because when he stands on a mountain he, he looks to the future and he says, Well, this unusual people uh, what is that all for? Why, why do we need these people to do anything? Why, why do they need? Why did Hashem uh, cherish? Why does Hashem cherish such people that uh, that really uh, that really uh, take care of of, of their uh, uh, production and they are so pure about their faith? They don't accept any nonsense, only oneness. And pure Hashem, they don't intermingle uh, men and, and Hashem. They are very careful about what they, what they believe and not, not believe. And they have thrown Hashem on them, only Hashem that then thrown on him. And they, they, they create such a beautiful community, a modest community, pure community. So what is that for? What is Hashem praising? What, is, what was Hashem so careful that I will not curse them? What is Hashem looking for? Why, why does Hashem need such such a community? 
That's what is Bilam now on mind, because you know this is a breast. This is something that nourishes the world. This is a, a tree that uh, that that will 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 support the whole world, or then many other trees will support it by by this tree. So what is all about? So as you look now to the future, because this is a vision, that you look to the future, uh, Bilam says the following. He says, are you with me? Uh, do you hear me clear? Do you hear me clear? Yes, okay. I thought you were all asleep. Okay, fine. Very good. So uh, he says the he says the he says the following. Uh, he says the following he shall pour water he shall he shall pull water out of the bucket and he seed in plentiful water and his king shall be higher than Agag, and his kingdom shall be exalted. So what what is this, what is what is seeing now in the future that he look? Uh, he continue but let's just focus on these two words. The king that the rabbi said the king the pulled water out of the bucket. The king that was water was pulled out. That's, he sees Shaul, King Saul, who actually, you know that when first, when first King Saul was, was uh, the first king of Israel, uh, actually uh, overcame Amalek and his king Agag, which is mentioned here, the second line there on top. And now he sees another king, but King Saul didn't last. There was another king. Uh, whose, whose kingship will be exalted, and you can you know it will be lost forever, and you know who is that? That's David. So you see two kings. You see King Saul and King David. So now, as a as a as a cloud kind of walk a little a little away from his mind, he now can decipher his vision a little more clearly. Uh, we need all this tree of Israel to finally bring David. And this is it. Here is a tree on the left side that you can see. You see Abraham and Sarah uh, will bring Isaac and Rebecca and, uh, and Jacob, his four wives. And on top of them, they will lead uh, the 12th tribe of Israel that's now sitting on cross the valley from him, from Bilam. And from those 12 tribes of Israel, the children of Israel, will come a, uh, a whole chain of, of people that finally end up with Boaz. Boaz will marry Ruth. And from Ruth will come David. And from David come the son of David, Messiah. So right now he sees only David. Uh, and he sees, okay, so if you understand the tree, the tree on the left side, he says, okay, I see it. Uh, I see how important the, to nourish the tree, uh, the combination of, of uh, purity of procreation 
and faith and Torah, uh, all, only those three ingredients, three level of ingredients, will, will, if, if Israel will keep it, if Israel will keep it, that, they will produce a person like David. So now we understood uh, who is that righteous person. Remember, he had a question. Uh, who was that seed? Hashem uh, was sitting uh, and looking at the seed of Israel and see where, from which, which seed uh, will bring out a righteous person. That, so righteous person can be anyone. But in this particular vision, uh, he is seeing David. David is the, is the king that will, uh, kingship will last as opposed to Saul who won't last. So that's fine, but the, that the vision, but the vision of Bilam was didn't end here, because the vision Bilam's asking himself the next question: Who is David? Where where this where this David is coming from? And as he was thinking about uh, this question, his vision he saw this girl rule. This girl Ruth here, uh, that would marry Boaz, he see her crossing the Jordan River for Moab, and she 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 see a girl uh, crossing the Jordan River. She's a, she's a wearing shamble robes. She's very poor, looking very poor, but she looked beautiful. She's very proud, and but she's not alone. She goes with an older woman. And the prophet knows her name. Her name is Naomi, and uh, uh, the older woman is Naomi, and the younger one is Ruth. And, and Naomi, the, only the older one, says to Ruth, "Go, my daughter, back to to the people, your people, and your God. Why should, why should you cross the Jordan River with me back to Israel? Go back. Only hardship is waiting for you there." But Ruth. Is answering, I shall never forsake you. Your people are my people, and your Elohim is my Elohim. So they, the, so she, they continue moving to Israel, and now the prophet continue watching them, and you see how how uh, this Moabite woman Ruth uh, would marry, marry Boaz, and she she is becoming uh, the grandfather, the grandmother of David. And as she, you see her getting old, and you see David actually coming to visit her and bowing to her. She is his grandmother. And you see King Solomon, the son of David, who actually come and, and, and kisses and, and Ruth, and Ruth actually uh, uh, also uh, saw King Solomon rising. She actually taught him some Torah too. So now suddenly he has this vision. Oh, here's a Moabite girl uh, ruling over Israel, and 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 the and the memory of Balak's dream suddenly becomes fresh in his mind. Then he asks himself, so who is this Moab? Who is this Ruth? Where is she coming from? So he look back in time, and you see she is actually the granddaughter of King Eglon. King Eglon was a vicious enemy of Israel. He fought with Israel for he killed a lot. He conquered cities after city. Finally, 
uh, one of the judges, uh, the judge, the judge Elwood, uh, 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 hide a knife on the left side, on, on the right side of his, on his body, uh, and he entered the king, the king Anglon, and he says, uh, uh, if you remember the story, he said, uh, I, I had the word of Elohim to you. So King Anglon stood up because he heard the name of Elohim, so he gave honor to the name of Elohim, although he was a pagan, vicious Moabite, in, in, he, he inherited something from Balak, from his, his own grandfather Balak. So he's a descendant of Balak. So he stood up in the name of in an hearing the name of Elohim, and this would give her opportunity to uh, the Israel uh, judge Herod, to stab him in his belly, and he's so fat he, he, he fell on his chair. And before everybody knew, Herod was already out, and Israel was safe from Eglon. But Eglon died, giving honor to the name of Elohim. So he had some kind of holy spark in him. And King Anglon, so the prophet now moved back in time. He says, okay, so who is his grand, who came, who is Anglon's grandfather? So this is Balak. This is a King Balak that's standing for all of him. So now, suddenly, uh, uh, the, the vision that, uh, that he, the prophet saw was so uh, overwhelming that he fell on the ground. As he described it, he says, this is a vision of a person who fall on the ground. Uh, what we see with one eye more than other people see with, with both eyes. Because what he's seeing now, he's seeing that this Balak in front of him, he has his own, in his own seed, uh, he will one day bring Eglon, and from Eglon will come Ruth, and Ruth will, will, will be the grandmother of Levi. So here is a here is a grand grandfather of David standing in front of him, who wants to curse Israel. But now I understood the dream, the dream that said that one day one of the daughter will, will rule over Israel. So now I got a solution for you for for Barak dream. But what struck him more than anything else was when 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 he considered what, where is Moab coming from. And Moab come actually, uh, the, the prophet now look and, and see, remember, Moab actually came from Sodom and Gomorrah. And Sodom and Gomorrah is uh, the story when Sodom and Gomorrah was vicious, vicious uh, uh, enemy of Hashem. They did every cruelty, remember, that this was the definition of Sodom and Gomorrah. They were, uh, the Torah says they were evil to Hashem exceedingly. We, we discussed it in the past. They were anti-Abraham. Abraham was one side. They were on the other side. They did everything they could with mockery and laughter to, to enrage Hashem. They didn't enrage Elohim, but they, were, and they, were, they did everything to enrage Hashem, as, as opposite to Abraham. Read it back, read our classes on Sodom and Gomorrah. So remember how Lot was impregnated by, uh, uh, Lot impregnated his daughter after the first night. And from this sexual uh, relationship, which is considered by the Torah as a great sin, uh, came Moab. But this daughter, uh, although she, she was in a Sodomite whore, 
she had one spark of holiness in her because she thought that by, by doing this sexual uh, relationship with her father, she actually is going to save the world. She thought the entire world uh, was already destroyed, but she didn't wait even one night. She couldn't wait for the next night to go out and see, uh, to see that actually only Solomon Gemara was overturned. But she did not. She was so uh, reg um, used to sex, so she, for her it was nothing. So she, she cohabited with her father. But still, she had a good spark. So out of the vicious, out of the anti-Abraham, here is, in, the, in this diagram that you see, Abraham is standing on one tree, and Solomon Gomorrah is on the other tree. Opposite. No correlation with them. And Moab actually can never marry Israel. So from this, uh, this tree of Moab, there are other trees. There is a tree of Israel on, on the left side that we, we saw how it grows. with faith, it's Torah, and uh, modesty, and there is the other trees. But even in those other trees, which is as far as Judaism as possible, from Solomon Gomorrah, still even from there, from, the, from, the, from 180 degrees far away from Judaism, uh, a, a, a spark, only spark, uh, a good spark, I should say, uh, was lightened up in, in daughter, in the daughter of Lot, which finally grew up over the years in King Balak. After all, King Balak did accept himself as Noahide descendant. So you see how the, the spark grows. And from, from Balak actually came Eglon, who actually died right, with the name of Elohim on his mouth. No wonder that from Eglon came, the spark grew up, and one of his great daughter was Ruth, that in her case the, the spark became flame. And when she married, she go into the coast of Jordan River, she married Boaz, and from, she is merited to get to get a son David and in fact from David will come the son of David in the future which right now at this level right now uh, Bilam is not referring to he is right, considered those two trees and these two, two, two trees overwhelmed Balak the most uh, Bilam the most and in fact he has suddenly understood what's it all about he understood that the Torah and the procreation is always to bring, to bring David into the world, to be people like David. And it's not only, not only the Jewish people, but there are many trees there. That one tree is depicted here, the tree of Solomon and Gomorrah, but there are other trees. And other trees of 70 trees, 70 nations of Noah, they all, each one of them has a tree. Each one of them can produce a, per, a person like like the Messiah, if if he if he's careful with the procreation, with the, with modesty, with, uh, with controlling his sex, uh, premarital sex, purity of the family, knowing who is your father and who is your mother, uh, internal internal environment, faith in Hashem, external environment, synagogue, temples. Prayer, prayer hall, whatever you call it, each nation, each family of Noah will have, will have uh, his own tree. And he saw Hashem actually was looking not only 
in Israel's seed. Hashem was looking in the seed of Balak. Balak had this seed of, of David in him. And Hashem, and, Hashem, and Hashem was asking, where is this righteous, where is the seed that the righteous person will come? Actually, he was talking more of Balak than anybody else. Because Balak is a direct, direct grand-grand-grandfather uh, of David. So this is, this is what, the, now Bilam has a vision on the world. He got, he got the purpose of everything. He got the purpose of the, what, what it's all about. This is Eden, as the Rish, uh, Rashi says there. Uh, Ibn Ezra said, is planted, when, when, he, when Bilam says, speak about the, the trees that Hashem planted, Hashem planted trees in this world, like paradise. This is a continuation of paradise. The trees are the family of nations, 70 family. And if all the trees should look at the tree of Israel and, 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 and emulate it or go the same light, uh, they can they develop their own faith, their own, their own connection to Torah, their own prayer synagogue, their own righteous way of living. If they do that, if they keep the seven commandments, they can... They can develop people who are eligible to become righteous people like David. Because David is only a symbol of righteous person that can come from any nation. Uh, here David come, come from Solomon and Moral, so David can come from any nation. So having this vision, uh, Bilam now turn to the king and he says to him, listen Balak, I now know your story, I know who is your daughter is. And he telling the story, he says, you know, one day, uh, I tell him, I, I see uh, this, uh, he explained to him, who is this uh, um, king that uh, he will, kingdom should never be exalted, and he tell him, you know, I now know what, who, who is your daughter? Your daughter is one going to join them. Are you happy? Be happy. And what do you think happened? Bilam was not happy. Uh, King Balak was not happy. King Balak says, what? You want my daughters to join these filthy people? This locust? This uh, oxen there? You want my daughter, and he become to join them, and he become angry. He 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 smite his his uh, hand, as the Torah says there, and he he is angry at uh, Bilam and want to send him back. Now, and he want he does he does want to pay Bilam money. When Bilam hear that that uh, he doesn't want to to pay money, so. Let's read it. We have one or two minutes to read. So when Bilam says that uh, he doesn't want, Bilam here that he doesn't want to pay money, well, nothing can arrange Bilam than that. And Bilam says, even if you, even if you fill my, my home with gold and silver, I will never say anything but Hashem told me. With this actually hinted, his compensation, what he expect the king to, to, to pay him. He wanted the, the king to pay him a house full of money and gold in order to give him the advice how 
to 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 stop Ruth, how to stop David from coming. Uh, and uh, Bilam actually, but Bilam is now in anger. Is anger actually elevating even higher? And instead of just focusing on David, he is going to focus on on this son of David, on the Messiah. And and uh, believe me or not, but this is this is what we're going to spend next week with Hashem help. Uh, the last word of Bilam is focusing on the Messiah. This is the official, the official uh, rabbinical source. Uh, the rabbis uh, use Bilam word as definition what the Messiah is and what's all about, and what he will do to Moab. This is what Bilam explained to him, and Bilam also gave him an advice how to stop the Messiah from coming, what to do to stop the whole chain of events that you're seeing here. This connection of the trees, this beautiful uh, Shaddai plan, uh, the providence, the nourishment of the world, you can stop it, he says to Balak. If you give me a lot of money, I'll, take, I'll give you advice exactly what to stop, how to break this tree from growing. All right, we, we, I think we, we finish our class today. Uh, so the limb of the tree from, from Sodom was redeemed a time. As time went on, by knowing the people of Israel and seeing our Torah about, yes, you're right. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, a little branch, a little branch of Sodom and Gomorrah ended up in Ruth, Ruth joined Israel, become the wife of Boaz. Ruth gave birth to Ishai. Ishai gave birth to David. So Ruth, so from Sodom Gomorrah came Ruth and came David, and the Messiah will come. Can you imagine a trip like that, a journey, a spiritual journey over journey over generations? From 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 Sodom Gomorrah, there was only a little spark there. Spark of a whore, a prostitute, that has a little, a little whore, a little goodness in her heart, and from that goodness, little goodness, can can come the Messiah. Can you imagine that? That's what the, that's what <coughs> Bilam is saying. So there is no, you never despair. You see people as 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 a, as far away from 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 the truth. Uh, as far away from Judaism, as far away from Hashem, there can be Song Gomorrah, anti-Abraham, anti-Israel, yet, they, if they have a little spark in them, Hashem has time. And Hashem can wait until finally, uh, the, the, this tiny spark will, will turn into a flame. So that's why uh, this is the greatest story ever told. All right, so you have a nice, wonderful, uh, thank you, and for compliment, you have a, thank you for being me, Ellen and, and Aline, and, uh, and uh, Ray, uh, when you hear it, uh, uh, thank you for being me too, uh, and, um, and I'll see you uh, next week, uh, we'll talk about the Messiah, definition of Messiah, 
and uh, and with this we'll uh, finish our our present cycle of commandment and we'll start a new cycle thank you have a good shabbat Ellen Elaine.